0: Good morning, good to see each of you this morning. I have a question for you, and that is, uh, what do you think of when you hear about Jacob's Ladder? Are we climbing Jacob's Ladder? I was looking at this passage, and I found uh, some surprises in it, some surprises to me, and I just wanted to share those with you this morning and think a little bit about them. You know the story, Jacob wants a wife and his mother, Rebekah, wants him safely away from uh, his brother Esau's fury. And uh, after Jacob, the deceiver, tricked Esau out of his birthright. And so Isaac sends Jacob away uh, to his mother's family and home to find a wife within the same family kinship network. So looking at this, as I say, I found some surprises. The first one was this, uh, the description of the ladder and the angels. We're familiar with the image and I thought, okay, angels coming down from heaven and going back up, but it's not exactly what it says. It talks about the angels ascending and descending. It starts on the earth and, and goes up to heaven. Angels of God ascending and descending, opposite of what I had imagined, not angels from heaven coming down to earth, but the revelation we put this in the context of the larger scripture, the revelation of the interconnection between heaven and earth. Heaven and earth are more intertwined than Jacob could have imagined, so that, that surprised me. The second thing was what I think is Jacob's misunderstanding here, uh, reflecting a common cultural view of, of the time, and maybe still persists in some ways, uh, and his conclusion was, well, This must be a special place. This is what it says, Then Jacob woke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I didn't know it. And he was afraid and said, How awesome is this place! This is none other than the house of God, the gate of heaven. But in time, of course, God would reveal that he is the God of all places and of all the earth. This is the house of God, the the gate of heaven. Well. Not really. Uh, It's a special place. Why? Because it happened to be the place of encounter, the place where Jacob encountered God, where God encountered Jacob. Otherwise, it's incidental. Nothing in the story suggests that this was a place of special significance in and of itself. In fact, the passage describes it simply as that place, uh, this place, a certain place. So what makes a place... Special, or holy, or sacred. Well, the earth is the Lord's in the fullness thereof. What makes a space special is our encounter with God. God's revealing himself to us. Then there's something else that surprised me a bit here, and that is the promise that God makes to Jacob. Of course, this is a reiteration of the promise that he'd made earlier. In verses 13 through 15, the Lord stood beside him and said, I am the Lord, the God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac. The land on which you lie, I will give to you and your offspring, and your offspring shall be like the dust of the earth, and you shall spread abroad to the west and the east and to the north and the south, and all the families of the earth shall be blessed in you and your offspring. Covenant promise the promise of posterity, the promise of land, the promise of blessing on all earth's people. So the point here is not a particular place, but God's promise, the point is God's concern, ultimately with all peoples and with the whole earth. A window into this theme that runs throughout Scripture, God's promise to bless all people and all earth, ultimately, through the work of Jesus Christ. And we see that then throughout the rest of Scripture. It gets elaborated more and more. It gets picked up in the prophets. One little example, Deuteronomy 8, chapter 8, verse 10, where the people of Israel are about to enter the Promised Land and Moses is giving them some instruction. And he says in Deuteronomy 8:10, you shall eat your fill and bless the Lord your God for the good land that he has given you. A very simple verse, but notice it contains within it Precisely these same things, God, people, land. God has chosen the people when they go into the land, they are to take care of the land, they are to enjoy the land, and they are to thank God who, in fact, gave them the land. This gets developed in various ways. In the prophets, take one example, Ezekiel 36. This is a great promise of renewal, the work of the Spirit, and so on. And again, it's God and people and land. But now, envisioning all nations and all the earth. And so we read in verse 27, Ezekiel 36, I will put my spirit within you and make you follow my statutes and be careful to observe my ordinances. Then you shall live in the land that I gave to your ancestors and you shall be my people and I will be your God. But then in the following verses, it goes on to expand that to God's blessing for all nations and for the whole earth, land everywhere. Of course, this is leading up to the promise of the New Covenant. It's pouring out, the, pointing out of, uh, the pouring out of God's Spirit and pointing ahead to what we find in the New Testament. So, where should we go in the New Testament? Well, why don't we go to the story of Nathanael in chapter 1 of John. John 1, 43 and following. And here, again, you know the story. That Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, follow me. Philip was from Bethsaida, and uh, he found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him about whom Moses in the law and, in the, and the prophets wrote, Jesus, son of Joseph, from Nazareth. And you remember Nathanael's response. Any good thing come out of Nazareth? And Philip said, Well, come and see. So he went to see. And when Jesus saw Nathanael coming towards him, he said of him, Here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. And Nathanael asked him, Where did you come to know me? And Jesus answered, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip called you. Nathanael replied, Rabbi, you are the Son of God, you are the King of Israel. And Jesus answered, Do you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Very truly I tell you that you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man a clear reference to what we just read in Jacob uh, about Jacob's ladder compare Jacob and Nathanael Jacob is lying under on the ground Nathanael apparently was uh, sitting on the ground or uh, or sitting or lying on the ground under the fig tree and Jesus cleverly says to him a true Israelite no deceit unlike Jacob true Israelite but no deceit he sees something in Nathanael and the key point then comes in verse 51, where Jesus says, Very truly, I tell you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of God. The same emphasis, the same image, and a clear reference to Jacob's Jacob's and Jacob's ladder, again with the angels ascending and descending. And note Nathaniel's response. Jacob's response was, this is a special place. Nathaniel's response is, this is a special person. You're a rabbi, you are the son of God, you are the king of Israel. Here is the Messiah, the key to all the Old Testament promises, the key to the fulfillment of the promises. In Jesus, we find the key to the fulfillment of all God's promises with regarding people and with regard to land. The whole story, therefore, of Jesus' incarnation, life, and resurrection, our minds might go to Romans 8 or 1 Corinthians 15 or Revelation 21 and 22, the promises of the renewal of all things. And one of the most radical things that Jesus said is, wherever two or three gather in my name, there am I in the midst of them. It shows the continuity, but also the radical difference between the Old and the New Testament. Someone greater than the temple is here. Someone greater than the tabernacle is here. Someone greater than Jacob's ladder is here. Jesus Christ, the true temple, the true tabernacle, the true Jacob's ladder who joins heaven and earth in one in his incarnation and resurrection and who makes us his body. And so Jesus said to Nathanael, you'll see greater things than these. Is Jesus saying to us today, you will see greater things than these. So what we have is a special person, Jesus Christ, special people and God's concern for people of every tongue and language, a special place, the whole earth, God's will to be done on earth as in heaven. We will see greater things than Jacob saw. We will see greater things than Nathaniel saw. We will see a greater, we see, we serve, a greater person, Jesus Christ, who by the power of the Holy Spirit will work through us to fulfill his amazing promises. And so through Jesus' own body and blood, we become bread for the world, that all peoples, the whole earth, may be blessed and come to know the true God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.